and welcome to another edition of the 16-Ounce Canvas, the Art of Craft Beer podcast. That's right, folks. My name is AJ Kearns, and I'm your host here each and every week as we do our part to introduce you to the artists and designers from around the world who help bring our favorite beers and breweries to life. And the really cool part is, I, you know, we say our favorite beers and breweries, but we've been doing this for, for so long now that I would say majority of the beers I've never had before in my life. Zero, never tried, and this week's episode is a great example of that. Lervig is uh, a brewery that I've you know heard about. You know, obviously, I think it's because of our guest uh, Nana Guldbuck. Um, they're based out of Norway. You know, Nana's been someone that we've gotten recommendations from from James Ao. We've gotten from you know, other guests in the past. Some of our fans have submitted some stuff, so it's really cool. But we are truly in this you know day and age of you know craft beer big beer support the seal all these different hats that people are wearing and compartments they're putting things in and what have you i can say with complete confidence we are truly beer agnostic obviously you know we get beer sent to us every once in a while you know keep on keep them coming and we love that but we're you know we're not self-serving there's really no end game here we're really just trying to you know introduce you to the you know the greatest you know, finds we can find from around the world of amazing people, spirits, stories, energies, and this week's a you know a great example. When there's that you know two degrees of separation from somebody, you know James, who is a you know a wonderful guest and you know someone who we really connected with to recommend Nana, and then you know like I said, it, you know it came floating in you know on other other avenues um, you know throughout the the process. So it is exciting. This is episode 107. Season ten is in you know is in, in full swing and we're having a having a great time. Um, this week's episode is cool because we're recording it. You know, obviously we record them ahead of time, but we did a little extra work than our normal. We try to you know do it a couple days before the episode comes off, do the audio piece. But when this one airs, we will be in London where Nana is uh, currently, and uh, really excited to be able to you know be here or be there depending when you're listening it's uh hopefully it's uh, gonna be a wonderful trip we're uh really you know really just excited you know for the you know the opportunity to to travel so this is a great episode you know i really you know enjoy learning about her story learning about the support that she receives from lervig and uh you know we'll take you down some uh, interesting uh, adventures so it's a it's a good one this is uh the 16 ounce canvas 16ozcanvas.com is the website 16OZ Canvas on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then you can find a, follow along with Nana's work at Nana, N A N N A dot Guldbeck, G U L D B A E K. And then it's Lervig, L E R V I G, beer on Instagram. And you can you know, go down that, you know, the path of uh, going to their website, Lervig dot N O slash English, unless you're uh, want to rock the Norwegian. I should have learned a few Norwegian words to uh, say some kind words, but. Uh, we're excited to be able to have their beers and some of the, the others why over why in Europe. So without further ado, we're just going to get right into it. We want to thank everybody for all the positive feedback we received on last week's episode. Our can crushing man, uh, Noah Delata. It was uh, people were, were super excited and geeking out about that. So uh, season 10 is off to a great start. We apologize for not having a, a video uh, put together yet. We will be you know finalizing that. Um, if we don't have one by next week, we'll We'll do a full full rundown, maybe just make a flat file for you. But again, my name is AJ. AJ16OZCanvas.com is the website. Feel free to get in touch. Drop a line, email, DM, whatever, at reply, whatever it is. You know, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to know what you're thinking. You know, if you're an artist or someone you know is an artist and you think we should be checking them out, 
let's get at it. Let's do it. Let's support this community. We got some amazing people, and I'm just, I'm feeling good. Life's good. We love you. And here it is. Episode 107, right here on the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the 16-ounce canvas, the Art of Craft Beer Podcast. Very excited to have with us today, Nana Gouldbeck. Checking in today via London, but depending on when you're listening to this episode, Nana could be in a different part of the world. Her her passport's got stamps galore. We came to learn of her actually through James Yeo, uh, you know, which was a great recommendation. So I uh, want to give a plug to James, one of our alumni. But uh, you know, Nana works for Lervig uh, Brewer, uh, Brewery, excuse me, which is based out of Norway. So we're just touching all points. Nana, previously when we first connected, was in Berlin, and she's Danish, so we're just getting all sorts of uh, international bonus points today. So thank you so much for joining us, Nana. We're big fans of your work, and, and uh, it's nice to have you be a part of the project. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Okay, I'm excited. All right. We'll set the bar low, and if it goes well, then we'll, uh, yeah, <laughs> then we'll go from there. But yeah, I really I really appreciate it. I was just saying before when we were, you know, that we're actually coming to, to London you know, next week, so uh, mm. we'll see how schedules align, but... Um, mm. I mean, I don't, I don't think you'd be joining us on the uh, the Europe the little tour buses and all oh, the, all, all the yeah. <laughs> I'm going to uh, to Oslo this week. Oh, good for you. So uh, yeah, Oslo and Stavanger meeting, going back to the the, the mother country of uh, Lervik uh, to visit the um, the new office and doing some work at the brewery. So all right, uh, yeah. Cool, cool. Well, like I said, we uh, you know James recommended you, but we've been kind of following along for a little while. Mm. Your style is really unique. They're, you know, they're art pieces. They're they're innovative. They're they're exciting and fun, you know. And they're mm. and I like the fact that they're all they're all different. They, you know, they they have a obviously you can tell that they're they have a connection point between each other. But each mm. each one really stands on its own, and it could stand alone without it being on a beer can. So I really I think it's a huge testament to your work and also, you know, to Lurby and uh, you know what they're doing. You know what they're doing. Uh, you know, with the labels and, and being so supportive. Yeah. Yeah, they've been very supportive. They've really been like almost from the day I, I started working with them, they've, they've basically just been like, yeah, go for it, Nana. Have have fun. Um, <laughs> I mean, they have like opinions about it, of course, but right. they are they are quite, uh, yeah, quite like open about it. And if I have a good idea and, and, and I have good arguments for doing it, they'll be like, yeah, sure. I think let's, let's do that. <laughs> so uh, that's really fun. It's a very, they're very supportive. That's wonderful. Now, What's you know before we, that's a good teaser you know for how you work with the brewery, but you know kind of what's your what's your story? I mean, obviously, you're traveling the world because of your art and design, and you know you're really mm-hmm. you know passionate about it. And for folks, mm-hmm. take one step back. Uh, Nana Gouldbeck on uh, Instagram, if you want to follow along. Uh, Nana N A N wait N A double N. Yeah, I was like N A N N A dot G U L D B A E K. So follow along with that. You can see some of the work in progress. Obviously. You know, over at Lervig Beer uh, as well, but uh, yeah, let's get those plugs in. Yeah, yeah. So, what's the Nana story? Oh well, uh, I guess um, yeah. Well, I've always been into design and artwork, and been doing it since I was little. Uh, but I've been to um, a couple of design schools during my time. Uh, one in Copenhagen, and one in in southern Denmark. Uh, and then I've been doing one one semester in in London actually, uh, all for actually product design, not any art or graphic design. Um, so my background is actually in yeah product design and and more industrial design. Um, 
But uh, yeah, as I said, I've always been sketching. And uh, when I met the brewers for the first time, we just kind of kept in touch and uh, and they saw my work on Instagram and really liked it. So uh, so kind of just, yeah, they, they asked me to do a couple of labels and it just really snowballed quickly. So that's like the very short story of it, I guess. Um, oh, let's get the medium sized story. I want to like, how did, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, Because I think your style is very unique. You know, how did you mm. kind of hone that in and... You said mm. you've been drawing, you know, as long as you can remember. So is that, you know, do you always think back to that? Is that how it means it's kind of an evolution now this is your career? Mm, I guess so. Like It's definitely the work I do for Lurvy is probably the most personal I do when it comes to the the, the aesthetic of it. Um, I think, yeah, I've been, I've always been sketching as part of a way of telling stories when I was younger. I did a lot with my friends and with my siblings, like we would yeah, uh, write each other stories or parent stories or like sketch comic books or these kind of things have always been always been there and a part of who I am, I guess. And um, and I guess I think I was maybe 15, 15, 14, 15 when I exhibited some some work for the first time in a gallery and kind of got hooked on doing that in for a couple of years in, in Denmark. Um, but I guess we all uh, like we all get pumped with, oh, that artwork is not really a way of like it's not really something you should pursue or it's not so safe or um so I got really interested in design and uh, and yeah product design because I think that is also really interesting how you with different products can can develop something that can make it maybe solve some problems uh, both for individuals but also in a in a greater scale whether it's with sustainability or or so um so yeah, I got into the applied to get into the design school and got in, and uh, and hated it actually. <laughs> I was there for a year and thought it was just not what I expected it to be. So uh, I dropped out, and actually that's where I I got introduced to beer. Um, I started working as a, a beer bartender at Mikula Bar in Copenhagen. Uh, honestly, just kind of random. I I biked, I biked uh, right in front of it and just saw the place and thought it looked really cool. I've never seen a place like that before, a beer bar like that. So uh, I applied for a job, and uh, yeah, they hired me. <laughs> and uh, then I started learning about beer. Mm. That's wonderful. Yeah. So. So the one door closed and another few more opened up. That's yeah. So I think it's all it's all I guess it's always meant to be, right? I like to think find the positive in a in a bad situation. Yeah, it's really weird how you kinda yeah, exactly because I dropped out, I was like you know, I ended up doing that and um I absolutely loved it. It was such a fun time. I always enjoyed being a bartender, like having that relationship with your like I, you know, you meet the customers and talk them through the different styles and maybe having them trying something new. I actually miss that quite a lot. <laughs> I have been joking with trying to find maybe a part-time bartending job or something just because I, I think it's really fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, my time at Mikkel, yeah, really introduced me to the beer industry. And um, it was there I, I got to know Lervik for the first time too because we were selling the beers, uh, beers from them there in the bar. Um, so like now looking back at it, it's really cool that I've been, that I'm doing designs now that I used to sell, uh, 
standing behind the bar. Uh, it still feels really weird to just even whenever I see see some of the old beers that that I redesigned um, to see them on the shelves because it it's, it gets very nostalgic. <laughs> yeah, I've, yeah. I, I've I've always wanted to be. I've never been a bartender, and I know it's for some who it's their profession. It's a you know it's it's a good and a bad. It's a struggle and. It's not an easy job. It's definitely, uh, but I've always, yeah, that's one job I've always kind of wanted to, yeah, to do. I think, I think the, not necessarily. I don't want to work at like a busy bar. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, I don't, like, yeah. like, like I don't think I'd be very good at making like cocktails or anything like that, <laughs> or like, somewhere like you know, there's twelve hands coming at you like zombies, like wanting to drink. Yeah. But like, if it was somewhere where like, oh, we're building like, the, I like the idea of the stories and meeting different people and like that type of stuff, you know. But like yeah, a, I think, like, I think you know, that's what I like the most, like being a hostess, making yeah. sure that people are having fun and, you know, doing, yeah, sitting down, enjoying a beer and learning about the beer. And yeah, uh, that part is really fun. But yeah. uh, I think it's more like a romantic, like when thinking of it now, like I think it's more like a romantic thing about it uh, as how it was that time. So, yeah. right. That's how I think about it too. Like I know like if I... <laughs> Like you know, if I ever needed that type of job, I would, I would, I would dive in. But I just, I, I, I can see how it can be stressful. Like I've, I'm able to remove. Like if I go to a busy bar, I'm able to remove myself and be like, oh man, these people. Like that's just like stressful. Like you know, like that's just like it's because you're never filling the drinks or making the drinks quick enough. So to all yeah. you, to all you bartenders and service people out there, I thank you. I thank you, and I thank you very much. Like yeah, a lot. <laughs> yes, because I would not mm. want your job. 90 i probably want your job for about five percent of the time so i appreciate <laughs> i appreciate you very much yeah so, so yeah so like whenever i go to a Mikola bar i still it's funny because a lot of the bartenders uh, like the managers around are still actually people i used to work with so it's it's i still feels a little bit like home whenever i go to one of those bars um so that's kind of nice they're like nana when are you coming back alumni night. yeah <laughs> yeah it's nice yeah so what is your you know what's your you know what is your process? You know, your, your art is, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd be curious. How do you, I, obviously you have your multiple hats. You have kind of uh, your probably your more corporate, you know, product mm. design, but you know, when mm. you're doing your labels, kind of what's your, it seems like it's kind of probably a little bit freeing for you, right. To have that, you know, be able to, yeah. to, to not have it be to a spec or demand as much as a, you know, maybe a product or graphic design. Yeah. It's, um, it's again it's really cool normally it starts with Lervik having like an idea a, idea about a product uh, Mike or David the head brewers they um they normally I just get an email saying hey we're making this new beer uh this we think it's going to be like this and that uh can you make a label um so like often I just have an idea about what kind of style is going to be and what kind of flavors maybe they will describe it a little bit um and then I'm pretty free sometimes there's a name or sometimes we'll, I like I'll come up with the the artwork and then we'll find a name afterwards. So it's a very like free process. Normally I like I I tend to if you like if you have a beer already for the like a name for the beer already. Sometimes it can get very you can get very focused on that and then draw exactly what you you see when you say that name. And I quite like that just to work with a bit more with the flavors of the beer and the description that the brewers are saying and then kind of develop a character or or something out from from that i just simply think it gets more more interesting when you do it like that um and i i try always to to start on the paper i think that's where the magic happens when actually sitting with just a simple uh a4 paper and my pencil uh and sketching away 
uh, I, I think that's a lot of great ideas come from just a simple pencil. And uh, if I find something I, I like, I'll normally quite quickly put it into a, like digital uh, and work on it there because it's just simp- it's easier and faster to make edits and stuff. Um, but I try to keep it a good mix of analog and digital because uh, I find that the, the analog world really can can add some something to it. Um, the different textures you get from pencils and from from yeah using different materials just add something to to the final label. I think. Uh, which I just don't believe a, a machine can create in the same way. So, yeah. So a lot of the time I just I'm, I make some work and I print it and I draw on the can. Even sometimes, yeah, I, I put it up on the can and sketch on top of it, like as holding it, because it feels like then is actually the first time you see it in scale with the can in your hand, um, and that just. Uh, it, it makes it easier to kind of relate to the sketch instead of sitting with a large computer where you can just sketch away and get lost in all the details. Um, so, yeah, I try to make it a good mix. It sounds like a good mix. And I like, yeah, I like either you refer to it as analog. That's kind of how we always look at it, too, and I, I do enjoy that. And it's, mm. been, it's been interesting because I think that's really the the conundrum that a lot of people find themselves in is that mm. the the digital is quote unquote easier because it just, you mm. know, it's, it's, uh, you can just, you know, control Z or undo and then it, you know, fixes something or what have you. Yeah. But it's just, I, I, I find it beautiful. The, the folks who still are, are true to the, you know, the, the sensory mm-hmm. aspect of it too, with the, the drawing on, on yeah. paper and pen. Yeah. I, th- I guess also just, um, like the whole ritual in sitting down, like I try to, you know, put my computer away and then just sit with a piece of paper in front of me. And probably 80% of the time of my work, I use a computer for it. But like trying to make time to get away from the computer and actually make and build stuff and yeah, work within your hands, I think is is crucial to my work. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's and, and there's some pieces that look like you use watercolor, right? Is there some that you like yeah. that you draw on top of that? So you you know, again the you can't you know recreate that. I mean, obviously the computers are pretty amazing, but I just think mm. that it has it really has another level of you know mm. detail. Like just that choice you're making is really smart. Yeah, exactly. And it's of course it's always about deciding like time is always unfortunately a factor also like how long can you use and stuff um but uh, as you say like i i just think it adds something to the labels when we when, when you make time for actually making stuff in hands and also you can't just like erase stuff like if a mistake happens then it's there and that's also quite cool um that is not always super polished and neat and all of these things um I strive to make stuff that's not only like pretty, uh, that's not so important for me. It's, I mean, of course it should look nice and like that way, but it's also cool that it's more important for me that it tells a story and people like it, 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 it can create something like people will yeah, think of it in a certain way or like get an experience of it or, you know, that it will move something in people is more important than, than it's specifically looking good or matching the other beers or something like that. Yeah, I th- I think to to your to your point that it'd be it'd be very easy to make every object symmetrical or every line clean and what mm-hmm. have you. I, but I think that the I know we've I've come to love them as you know perfect imperfections. But I think it just yeah. really it really just makes it it just gives another level of mm-hmm. you know of creativity that and it just show I think it it shows something that obviously 
it's mass produced it's printed out right mm-hmm. on machine but mm-hmm. like you could easily have just you know trace something with a computer or use the you know yeah import it in but the I, I like that idea that once you're drawn to like you're literally drawn to an idea and then it, then, then you only the only time it goes in the computer is once it like res- yeah. resonates with you so it's a it's I, I, I that's a wonderful way to look at and it I, and I guess for like I don't I don't think that's important for everyone but I think for for some people it's also fun to see like you like within the lines that the that the artist or designer makes you like all the small mistakes that's also where you learn something about their work and like how you like how they made it and i think for some people that's interesting uh for some people it doesn't matter at all of course also but like personally i like when when i can see like when i can find some of the process within the artwork of of the designer or artist yeah i think i think that's I mean, the beauty of it too we you know we were mm-hmm. all artists that we interview right we're over 100 we could give everyone the same brief and say the same draw this same x and then everyone would go about it differently and they would all be they'd be unique and similar and beautiful but like they're they're those are choices everybody makes and it's really i mean mm-hmm. it's things i don't i didn't you know before starting this look at but now when i mm-hmm. see things i'm there's so many layers visible and hidden of choices that i see from the mm. brewery deciding to u- allow the artist to use this type of maybe label, you mm. know, okay, we're gonna spend more money on a foil or this and that, and or how yeah. they use the you know the the can as a you know, extra cult. like it's just mm. it's fucking awesome. I mean, that's really mm. what it comes down to now. It is awesome. Like it's just all and, these all these great people making all these unique choices on the same yeah. thing. And I think you can really see how yeah how it's developed, how people, how the breweries and the people who buy the beer can like the breweries are really understanding how much it means to like show your values and what the brewery believes in within the artwork that showed on mm-hmm. our our canvas yeah. so it's 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 really cool it's yeah. not just a label on a can <laughs> right and also i mean if you look at it from if from a traditional standpoint of of marketing and branding i think that mm-hmm. beer breaks so many norms that are in the mm-hmm. text that they're mm-hmm. To allow that, you know, y- your labels aren't cookie cutter, cut and dry. They're, you know, they're all, yeah. each stand on their own. And obviously, that's, you know, obviously the 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 logo in the top, you know, nested in mm. the top left is is consistent. Mm. But I mean, other than mm. that, it's each piece is its own mm. unique decision. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And with it was fine with Levitt because when I started, yeah, of course, when I started working with them, they've been around for like quite some time so they have a lot they had had a lot of uh, old beers out there while I started working with them so the transition kind of happened rolling uh, of me doing more and more beers for them so there was like like one point there were like a lot of old artwork and, and a lot of new artwork out there and it was it was really cool to kind of see how all of a sudden that people could recognize like the cans from a picture would be like oh what is that oh it's Lervik you know we, we can recognize the, the lines the artwork on it mm-hmm. it's a nana or like when the first time I saw that in a comment I was like yes we made it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. when, you know when people can you just look at it and tell oh it's Lervik um that's that's the goal that's what I'm going for yeah, uh, it's, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful because like I said, you know, one of the easier ways for me to do this is, is recommendations. And we've been blessed. Mm-hmm. People, you know, listeners, uh, you know, other artists. Mm-hmm. And you, you've been recommended mm-hmm. by people all over the world. And it's it's really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it is nice because it's it, yeah. that's one thing. Like it's, a, it's, you know, everyone, I think we're always, I don't know, 
programmed to to have to you know I have to be better than you, and which I think is is a is a problem that that exists. But I think it's beautiful that when we get these recommendations, it's someone mm. that like. Wow, you want I, when they're past guests? Like, I can't believe you want me on there. You should already have Nana. She's mm. she's way she's like <laughs> she's great, you know. And it just it's 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 genuine and honest, and it's really nice, you know. Uh, like, mm. it, yeah, it's um, it's it's cool. I, I really like this like the session with James we had. I I went down to go to go work with them at their office actually for the collab. Uh, so it was me and James who met in their office, and then we sat and did. We did like a, a bigger collab. We did like a story together, actually. But um, but we just sat down in like their office and just sat and sketched. And it was so nice because it's it's not that often that I do that anymore. I used to do it as a lot as a as a kid. But just meet with people and sit and sketch and like have fun with it and show each other's sketches and like what do you think of this and like oh try and draw this and that. Um, so yeah, that was that was actually a really fun collab. <laughs> yeah it's nice because a lot of times right it's just okay you send the digital files and then you send yeah. theirs and we try to make it work together but i, I love that i mean or my, like i have two young boys and you know they'll sit and they'll just you know they'll both be sharing space and drawing yeah. and trying to draw the same stuff and it's it's just one yeah it's great oh that's cool i love how you drew that dragon and look at this look yeah. at me, and, you know and you can kind of see how the little one evolves his stuff because of what you know the other it's just yeah it's i think um that's which is amazing we were just talking about how things can be so digital Mm. So the fact that you two were, you know, getting as, you know, coll- collaborating as mm. pure as possible is is pretty mm. awesome. What beer was that for? Uh, that was for like our. Uh, it was called. Uh, oh, what was it called? Uh, Strange countries. Yeah, strange countries, and uh, it was like th- we did three different labels together, uh, which was part. It was like three important uh, pictures uh, from important places in this in the comic book we we created together so we did like a small scene like a comic book series where um just like who told like an entire stupid story that didn't really make any sense it was just really fun to do um and we actually printed it uh, as a small scene uh, which people could could buy together with the beer um yeah, it was really cool because it was, and it was quite a long process because it's a lot of frames and sending back and forth and on emails and sketching on each other's like drawings. It, it actually took up quite some time, more than I, I think we both expected. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but Lovic thought it was great, and they like they they were totally into the idea too. So <laughs> that was good. Yeah, you're like, oh, this, like, yeah, you're, like, you're having so much fun, you're around with it, and you're like, oh. Yeah. yeah, what do we what do, what do we get ourselves into here? Yeah, that's that's the cool thing about Levigo. They again, if I have a good idea and I I can argument myself out of it, they'll be like, okay, yeah, sure. You, it seems like you have an idea. Go for it. Yeah, as, as long as yeah, as long as the, the, yeah, as long as you have answers to the questions, like they're not even sure what you're saying, but it's like, okay, yeah, she she, yeah. she, she has her shit together. I'm on. Sign yeah, me up. Sounds, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, have fun. Now. So. And we are back. What do you think, folks? I'm digging it. I mean, obviously, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little biased here, but it's a really, really solid episode. Really enjoy speaking with Nana, learning about her process. You know, the hand-drawn aspect that she brings in the digital that she's always kind of thinking and creating. I really like the the duality of her career and her story that she kind of has her 
I wouldn't say her nine to five, but her, you know, her branding and, you know, design, packaging, you know, gig. And then she has the, the labels where she's creating her art. And, you know, as we've seen, you know, with the, the growth of Lervig, you know, their new locations, you know, she's playing a bigger role in that. And so it's really kind of, it's really kind of nice. You know, she's traveling over the world. We're super jealous about that. I just think it's, I think it's great. I think that it's obvious that she loves what she does. You know, having to rebrand some of the, you know, the OGs or the originals, you know, for them to, to take that leap. And the fact that it's been so well received, you know, I think the, their branding is great. You know, the position of the logo is, you know, there's some style sheet aspects that are that are consistent, which they, you know, utilize over time. And I just think that they're doing some cool stuff and I'm really excited, you know, to you know, learn more about them. But I think it's really great that, you know, they're so supportive of her. You know, they made that conscious decision. I know, you know, we say it, you know, here and there, but one of the great things is when the breweries and the teams there commit to these wonderful designers or artists and their vision, obviously there's you know, got to be some interactions, some decisions made together, but a lot of it is a trust in doing some things that are different and unique to, to stand out. But craft beer labels really break the mold of what standard, you know, what quote unquote standard branding should be. I and mean, that's a, that's a wonderful thing. So hopefully you're taking some away from this. You know, we try to introduce artists from different you know, stages, we've had some folks who are early on in their career. We've had folks who are more, you know, senior, not age-wise, but just kind of life choices. And um, it's, been a, it's been a wonderful experience. Remember, if you want to follow along, um, you know, we're the 16-ounce canvas, obviously. So feel free to, to, you know, look us up. But it's Nana Gulbuk, and that's N-A-N-N-A dot G-U-L-D-B-A-E-K. And I hope I am doing justice to you know her name and the 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 pronunciation i'm definitely going to bastardize it a little bit you know americanize it whatever it is but gudbik is uh i'm hoping that's um that's just uh was close so again we thank you for listening we're having a great time season 10 we're i I think i i don't want to check the numbers because but i'm pretty sure we're almost locked in for a full season 11 already there's been so Many great, you know, the last couple of months, we've really gotten this kind of bushel of people who are interested or, you know, three degrees of separation. So with that said, we also got some really cool stuff that we're working on for the fall. We're going to, we're going to, you know, work on some, you know, 3D adventures together. And so I think that um, you'll be happy with what we got, you know, lined up for that. We've already got one, you know, signed off on and there's anywhere from two to three more that we might be uh, locking down. So it might... We might be uh, we might get to have those beers in 3D together, so I'm excited about that. So hey, that is a teaser. There we go. So let's get back into it though. Before I give away all the details, give away kind of the you know behind the curtain there, little little wonderful Wizard of Oz because 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 it's because of the wonderful things that we does. All right, talk to you soon. Let's get back into it. Now the process of converting you know uh, like redesigning older labels how was that how was that for you was that was did you find that a challenge was that exciting you know what was that like um it's uh it's been challenging and exciting <laughs> it's um it's been challenging because Lovick has a, a really strong local uh, community and um, a lot of people relate to especially in Norway relate to a lot of the old artwork um, the old artwork comes from sardine cans from local pro- like producers who used to work here, work in the area. Um, so there's a lot of stories behind them, and therefore 
there's also, I think, some kind of connection to, of course, the people who buy the beer and, and our work. So it has been something that in the beginning I was very nervous about, like really touching and like how would they feel about the changes and, um, but everyone has been really nice and have liked what's been changed so far. And we're actually still, there's actually still quite a few, I think there are five beers who haven't been redesigned yet, but which we are like, um, thinking on, on doing something with. Um, so it's been, I think most people have been, been happy about it. And, uh, Especially Lervik again, they really just supported me and been like, this is what they want and this is our new aesthetic and uh, we want like a complete look. Um, so so they've been really um, yeah, positive about it. Um, but of course, it's like it's you. it's been a funny process kind of breaking down like the old artwork and in some way I wanted to use some bits of them in in the new artwork or just to keep a little bit of like the historic touch to it. Uh, I think that's nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, it has been challenging. <laughs> yeah. That was, my, that was my next question. If you were yeah. uh, any elements of the kind of uh, the originals that you were trying to, you know, uh, interpret to kind of have that connection point. Well, I've been thinking maybe about keeping s small elements from them or uh, actually like even, I, I read it that Pilsner, one of the uh, biggest uh, like core beers in, in Norway, I changed here last year. And um, and that was like the first big, big beer of theirs that I really changed. And, um, and there I completely changed the look. I didn't keep anything actually from the old beer. I kept it white. That was the same as the old, but otherwise it was completely changed. And... Um, and people were completely fine with it. Like Lervik, of course, were quite nervous the first month of how it would like, well, how, how would it actually, you know, it is a business, I guess, in the end of the day. So how would it actually, you know, affect it? Um, but it's been going really well. And uh, and the old drinkers drink it and new drinkers are coming. So I think they that was like the the test beer to see how it how it would go. And uh, it's been quite great. Yeah, that, that's... But, yeah, it's yeah. definitely a little stressful. It's like, okay, yeah, our, one of our flagships. But I think, again, that, gives, that just shows, mm -hmm. you know, how committed they are to, you know, this new uh, branding and art, which I think is wonderful. And yeah, and I think, yeah, they were, like, really supportive and just, I mean, in the end of the day, I can only, you know, I can only do so much. And it is going to be different. It is going to be something new from what it used to be. Um, but that's also exciting. Like, that's uh, that's a good thing also. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, th I think it's wonderful. I, th I mean, like I said, I, uh, and the, what the beauty of it is I've never, I've never had a Lervig uh, beer. Mm -hmm. I've, so I have no mm -hmm. idea what to expect. So like, I'm excited yeah. about that, but just like, <laughs> that's why I'm excited. Cause that, that's, we say we're beer agnostic and obviously we'd love to try the beers mm -hmm. when we can, but it's mm -hmm. really just, you know, a focus on, on you. And it just, it, it makes me without having had their beers makes me appreciate what they do because yeah. they've made that commitment to another, I guess, another dimension or, you know part yeah, of their business like, yeah definitely like now they placed they definitely placed like design and artwork in the heart of the company um which is so cool like every time they do something they'll be like oh nana what do you think about this or what should we do something about this or that or like like every single thing and uh, i love being like asked about stuff and like opinions and get like my uh, my point of view on it and how i would i would see lervik change over time um so it's it really seems like uh, everyone understands why we're doing it 
um, yeah. And yeah, and there's a, yeah your your artworks on their walls, right? They're in their mm. uh, Oslo office, right? I mean, there's a, yeah, there's, there's exactly. a mural which is on your on your Instagram, which is yeah. it's really cool. I mean, anytime you get to paint a wall pink and bring all these <laughs> all these vivid colors to life, I think it's pretty yeah. awesome. It's a uh, it's actually brand new. Like the, I'm actually going up there Thursday again to finish the office. Uh, they got yeah they bought a new Oslo office there. And uh, I've been doing like all the interior stuff for it. And uh, it's been really fun kind of merging into working from label now to working a bit more with actual product design and how the entire like business should look like physically also like what kind of furniture is and what kind of walls and lamps and all of this uh, has been a really uh, a, a big process. Um, yeah, moving from like label to to spaces it's just something new it's awesome um, and that's kind of yeah. bringing your bringing your other you know your other work to really you know in, in yeah. a, a new dimension so i mean everything it's kind of it's wonderful everything you've been doing has kind of been building towards these kind of you know dualities yeah. that, that before were probably pretty cut and dry right you were doing your art for the labels and you're yeah. doing your and now they kind of blend together which is it's pretty yeah, dreamy. It's, it's cool to be able to merge it a bit more because I have like I love the work I, I do for for Lerwig. It is my my baby, um, but it's it's also cool to kind of start working a bit more three dimensional and you know make stuff and mold stuff and build stuff. <laughs> yeah. I miss that. Yeah. Yeah, the tap yeah. handles and everything. You yeah, know, like, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Being a bit more physical, I think that's fun. Like, I've done like a, f a few festivals where we've been building furniture ourselves and. Uh, and it's just fun to be, yeah, making. I like that. Very tactile, I dig it, yeah. Yeah, exactly, very tactile. It's it's just cool to be actually having the wood in your hands and cutting and sewing and all these things. The whole process, I love it. You're pretty, <laughs> you're pretty handy there. I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think sometimes Lovic, they're like, Nana, you shouldn't use time on this. And uh, and I'm, I'm getting better at like not and more like hiring people to do it. But I just just really love doing it myself <laughs> so you know whenever i can get to build stuff or whatever i'm like i'll do it <laughs> um yeah now how so, much now how much time are you getting when you're doing the label like the label work because you said some you have more and some you have less like is because they keep coming out with more and more you know new beers yeah. also you know what is the what's kind of the life cycle like for you uh, it's really different actually like normally like if if everything goes after schedule i'll have like about three weeks, four weeks for a label. Um, but uh, sometimes we, if there's changes or collapse that happens fast or edits, it'll be like, I've had a few that were from day to day, you know, almost. Um, so it is, I'm very flexible <laughs> when it comes to my time. Um, but yeah, normally I would say about three weeks. Okay. That's, yeah. Yeah. We've, yeah, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. I mean, yeah, we've seen yeah. we've seen a lot quicker. Uh, uh, you can tell you can tell in the tones of uh, people when we ask that question if it's a yeah. it's a pain point. But uh, yeah. all right, cool. I mean, in the beginning, I I probably t I definitely took longer making like each individual label. So it seems like now when you got a much more st a stronger feeling and connection with like the brand and who Lerwig are, it's uh, it's not this, it's not that it's easier. It's just you know, it's I, I do have there's something I know that works and some things that doesn't work. So it's it's easier now to put something together quickly than it was three years ago. Well, three years, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. Like well, it kind of, years. yeah, it's part of, yeah, it's not a 
you're part of it now. And so it's, it's, it's kind of yeah. part of who you are versus you're trying to convince them that this is your idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's also now, like I don't really have in the same way to get and approve, of course they approve stuff, but, um, if I think something is a really good idea, then they'll be like, okay, let's go that then. Like I do have, I think final say when it comes to our work. Um, so that's also, it makes it a bit more easy, you know, <laughs> when, when it's me deciding. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now you said you used to be a bartender. You know, do you, have, do you, yeah. do you, are you, are you, do you enjoy craft beer? Do you like, do you have favorite yeah. style, types of beers you like? Well, it's definitely, uh, I'm more of a, a stout and a sour kind of girl. Um, so normally I would go, um, I would mix. So have a sour and, a, and the dark beer, drink sours and then dark in the, in the end of the evening. Um, or like some of the newer, uh, lower BV styles. I'm really, I'm really liking I love all the low, like even like alcohol-free beers is also getting out, going out now these years is is quite cool, I think. So you kind of avoid getting, uh, only drinking heavy stouts because I do, I do enjoy a good <laughs> barrel-aged uh, imperial stout, but I just, I can't drink like a lot of it, unfortunately. I'm, I get drunk so easily, so I have to really be like careful of what I drink. Um, so like a good mix of like heavy beers and lighter beers is, is perfect. Mm. So when I come over, when I come over there, what should I be? What should I be drinking? What's what's you know, what's the the local the faves? <laughs> oh, there's there's so many good bars, right? But I mean, right now I actually do drink a lot of uh, my good friend James's beer. It's just like whenever I see their beers, I always know that it's fresh because they are produced like so small batches. That it's like that's always a winner. Um, so th- definitely them. Like Magic Rock, uh, Salty Kiss is also um, a fan. Um, I drink a lot of uh, Cloud Waters beers too, so it's really a good range. I'm pretty uh, excited because a bunch of beers I know. I mean, I'm like, and I'm excited just to be able to, you know, like I'm excited to see, you know, a lot of these late. Like, you know, we've had Richard and Magic Rock, and you know, we have James's mm-hmm. beer. Just to be able to, when I go somewhere, they're going to be on tap. Maybe track, you know, other ones. Yeah. Really, it's just I'm excited for that. Like, I don't think that's a tourist spot that the, the for the fam but i'm just excited to, like i just get excited when i see everyone's work like i get proud like yeah. that, that people want to be you know that we're kind of have a two degree of separation so i'm just excited to to check the shelves and to go to the pubs mm. and to see the different you know because yeah, there's just like so much good stuff i mean it's probably like of course it's probably the same for you though oh, but yeah, yeah. From, i mean it's it's like i i used to I was in Manchester for a month working and you just had like cloud water and you had magic rock and like track and like all of these breweries right next to you. And the quality of the beers was so good and so high. So when I moved to Berlin and it was obviously also good breweries, but a bit more traditional and not as, as, you know, I would say fresh and hoppy. It's just, uh, I really missed my English, uh, English pale ales. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be a good problem to have, so I'm looking forward. I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be good. So um, also Daya, a lot of Daya also. That's okay. Also been like, I think that's been like my new, new brewery to go to. Oh, good. Mm. You see, that's a lot. That's a lot. That's one a day, and we'll just do those. And yeah, we'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just send the family off on the bus, and I'll, I'll say, yeah. just come back and get me later. Are they all beer drinkers too? Uh, well, uh, my wife is kind of, she, she's more in the sour and, uh, stouts like the chocolate and the coffee and like that kind of those flavors. The IPAs don't, don't really do it for her. Um, and my, 
my father's who's coming with us. He should. Um, he likes the IPAs, but I, I need to find him a few of the lower ABV ones. He seems to become friends with the the doubles and the triples. And oh, he and, gets lost. And he gets then. yeah, and he gets a little, <laughs> little early to bed for for grandpa. So I think yeah, if he, uh, if he wants to really enjoy himself, I think we'll stick to the the casks and maybe some pilsners and you know some more yeah. some more uh, proper beers. I've never maybe it's because I haven't been properly introduced to it, but I I've never really gotten into the cask yet. Uh, but maybe I just uh, I haven't been introduced to the right ones yet. Yeah, I, I I've had it a few times. You know, there's a mm-hmm. few places in the city, and one of uh, the breweries that we're supportive of in, in Pennsylvania, uh, Forest and Maine, they always have at least one beer on cask, uh, like mm-hmm. on, with the hand pull. And mm-hmm. it's not it's not always a home run for me. Like there's some styles that I don't always love, but it's just I like the tradition of it, and uh, you know, I, tr- I mm-hmm. make it I make an attempt. Yeah. You you make an attempt, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's you know I think it's important wherever you are to you know support mm-hmm. you know support the traditions and cultures and you know that's yeah. kind of how we evolve. And, oh, yeah. Good. yeah. So this this question is a little is fun, especially for someone like yourself who's a world traveler. Um, uh, back in the day, I used to have a radio uh, program, and so um, music is really important to me. So what kind of what kind of music are you listening to? What's on Nana's playlist? Or do you, mm-hmm. do you listen to music when you're creating? Kind of you know what's the what's the vibe over there? Yeah. Oh, I haven't been asked that before. That's See? a new question. See, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like it's it's uh, it's cool because we get introduced to a lot of new artists. You know, our playlist gets you know evolves. You know, uh, yeah. It, yeah, it's fun. Well, currently, a lot of the I'm I'm listening to like on repeat Solange's new uh, album <laughs> when I get home, and um, yeah, I like her. She's an artist I've been I've been listening to a lot. And uh, other than that, it's like it's really mixed. Like I listen to like a lot of both, I guess a bit of classical and jazzy and yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I should just name drop people. Yeah, or... drop them, n- drop them, <laughs> drop them, drop them, drop them. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, Warren Drugs, of course. Uh, I'm. A lot of like Scandinavian music, which I don't really know if anyone will really know, like Swedish and Norwegian uh, artists, um, folk music, uh, Insane School Machines, Spleen United, Gatron Tate. Boom. Yeah. Good. And uh, yeah, so it's very, very mixed. Yeah. I got introduced uh, to like a bit of classical music uh, two years ago. And it's not because I'm a huge classical, uh, like interested in any way, but. Um, I was invited to a classical festival where um, my friends, it was my my friend who organized it. And it was really like an eye opener into that whole world and uh, just like sitting and listening intensely to someone play a violin for one and a half hour, like on, like with no stops. It's just very intense. And um, like after that experience, I, I started listening a little bit more to it. Um, but it it does seem like it's uh, I do feel like it's something. You, the more that I you know you get to know about classical music, the more you you learn about the music itself. Um, so uh, yeah, perhaps I'll uh, I'll I'll explore that side more. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, two bands I think of I, uh, Cigaros. I've seen them a few times, and when they play, uh, not all the time, but the few of the shows they have with uh, you know the more orchestral you know backings uh you know the mm. strings and it's it's really mm. it's another level just to see that and then uh my favorite band is fish but they're uh 
the lead guitar player and singer, you know, he some of his songs he wrote for, you know, to be played by an orchestra. And so I had the pleasure of seeing him with the Nashville Philharmonic uh, mm. Phil Orchestra. Mm. And that was like you're saying, it was just wonderful to see that. I mean, obviously I was geeking out because it was very intimate with my. Yeah. But it was just wonderful to, to see that, you know, and to see how they interpreted it and see how, yeah. how it was written. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's an experience. Uh, that's, I've been doing uh, in London, I've been doing quite a few times something that's called Sofa Sounds, which is also quite cool. It's like, um, so you buy tickets for a local gig, but you don't know who's playing or where it is. And normally it's, you know, you'll get to know the artist playing and where it is like a couple of hours, I think, before the actual concert. Last time I went, it was in, uh, it was in like a yoga studio and it's very intimate. I think we were perhaps, I don't know, 50 people max or something. Um, and then it's three small, uh, it was three small bands playing and often it's very local and upcoming artists or students at a, a, a school local or, or something like that. And it's uh, it's always really funny. I think uh, it's always really fun when you get to just uh, yeah see something new and and also see very young artists who's like maybe performing for some of the first time. It gets very like fragile in some way. Yeah, I think it's yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah, I think especially when it's like that close and you know you, you can see you know what's going on or how they interact with each other as yeah you know, like when you see the band like yeah a lot of, yeah we don't see as much with the kids now but when we did you could we'd see bands you know in stadiums and we also see these small clubs that you know and yeah I just love especially with live music the transitions from a song to a song and you know how they you know how they play off each other again I mean the band I've seen mm -hmm. Fish I've you know maybe. 70 times but they never play the same show twice you know they don't mm. they don't have a set list written until you know they they play they pull, call the songs out live as it's happening and so that dynamic of it just being like you know on the fly and unique is is what it's kind of one of the things that you know draws me to it yeah it was really cool i had i think it was not last time but last time again i saw them i saw a gig with the sofa sound there was this punk band i think they were maybe seven people some i don't they, they didn't look like a day over 16 but they were just going absolutely mental. And again, we were probably, I don't know, 50, 40 people sitting in front of them, just sitting down on the floor while they were just giving the life of their you know, the, uh, crazy concert. And then they hired actually an artist in the background who was just standing and painting to their concert. And it was just, uh, it was so, it was really fun and uh, an experience, I would say. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, that's, <laughs> that's called Sofa Sounds? Sofa Sounds, yeah. Oh, cool! All right. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that was a really good uh, experience. They do a lot of different gigs around London and different places. Uh, always mixed. Quite cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Well, check that out. Yeah, I will. I will. So, uh, so thank you, Nana. I really appreciate you uh, being a part of the project. Mm -hmm. You know, I uh, I really enjoy your work, your you know your your passion, and you know what you and Larvig are doing to you know bring bring your art to. To little you know mobile little mobile art studios and everybody's refrigerators around the around the country and um, yeah it's, yeah it's just uh, I'm like I'm really uh, yeah, I'm really blessed and I, I thank you so much for for taking the time thank you so much all right so this will probably go in like two weeks maybe three weeks depending on how the week goes but uh yeah yeah we're, yeah we're we're in the middle this is season ten now so we're just kind of rocking and rolling yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna. I gotta finish the announcement video for all the season ten artists. But we do twelve. Oh, okay. We do twelve at a time. You know, we, we yeah. we're very big on the puns. Twelve. You know, twelve packs. 
Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I just if there's anything you need from me or anything you're promoting, um, please, you know, at any time, today, tomorrow, you know, a year from now, I'm, I'm more than happy to help. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll let you know if I have any any edits. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, do you sell any of the prints? Do, do they do that? Does the studio, does the, in the brewery, sell any of the prints of your work? Uh, not right now, no. Okay. Nope. All right, when you Only do... on cans. Okay, <laughs> all right, well, can I get those? Will I be able to get those in in the UK or no? Uh, the cans? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Okay, good. We're quite, yeah, we're everywhere here. So I think should should be quite quite easy. All right, well, I look forward, I look yeah. forward to it. I'll be, uh, yeah, I'm going to be a kid in a candy store, so I can't wait. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, I'll talk to you soon, Anna. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye. Awesome. Bye. Bye. There you have it, folks. The Essential. The Nana Guldbeck 16-ounce canvas interview. Nana. N-A-N-N-A dot G-U-L-D-B-A-E-K on the IG, on Instagram. Art director at Lervig Beer and currently based in London. But like I said, depending on when you're listening to this, she's going to be, you know, I know that as recording this, she's based in London, but she's now in Oslo. And before that, she was in Berlin and she's Dana. I mean, it's just, yeah, like I said before, her passport is, uh, I think she's uh, at the point where she probably needs to request a few more sleeves to it so that is a good problem to have we are jealous it is a big wide world out there like i said this when this one airs at least the original date we will be in london proper and it's uh it's been a bucket list trip for my life so very excited for that very excited to be able to you know share this with you it's a great episode i think it really just shows you the power of this project the power of the community that we are building together that we're able to you know, support and interact with people from all around the world, different continents. You know, I love the, I think we need to cross off Asia. We got to get some, you know, uh, Asian breweries, a few that I've been following that will have to, you know, I don't know if the language barrier will impact that, but we will try, you know, if we got to do it in a written format, you know, that's fine too. I have no, I'm not trying to keep our artists on blast or embarrass them or do anything like that. So who knows? We're, we're truly blessed. You know, we, we've, we're doing good things. We're doing good things together. And we're, you know, I think we're showing that the power of beer and art and connection and, and people is really just a, it's a beautiful thing. And this episode, I said wonderful, you know, probably about two dozen times. So I do apologize about that, but it is wonderful. And I shouldn't really apologize for saying that, you know, it's wonderful. Her art's wonderful. Her style, her vibe, you know, her energy and, you know, interpretation, perception of things is, is incredible. And you're wonderful. But if you think I'm wonderful, do me a little favor. Head on over to Google or Stitcher or, you know, wherever it is, iTunes. Click the stars. The more, the better. They're appreciated. But, hey, give us a feedback. Give us a review. We've got, you know, a handful of those already, and they really mean the world to us. Thank you to everyone who's already done that. It's really something special to to read that what was kind of a you know a crazy idea almost two and a half years ago is now a reality last week i believe april 7th national beer day is when we launched it two years ago so we've while this has been a brainchild for you know over two years we officially have been you know rocking and rolling for for two years now so happy birthday all right that's why i don't sing but We love you, and we will talk to you soon. You have a great week. We thank you. We're going to go hit the pubs. We're going to go have some beer on cask and uh, 
not try to uh, embarrass ourselves. So until next time, we thank you. We thank you. You're cool. I'm out.